Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over two million rolls every week. Hello and welcome to another Best of Bowie at Breakfast podcast. Hope you're feeling all right this week. Um, we are here, of course, every week with McGee's. Cassie, we always get someone to say thank you, McGee's. Yes, and you can, this week. You can't have it from us. No, and this week we got Lauren to say your daughter. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know what I mean? I've spent a fortune raising this kid. She's got to the age of 13. It's time for payback. You know, back in the day, you used to stick these kids up chimneys at that age. Oh, uh, apparently, that's kind of frowned upon nowadays. So I thought, at least we can do is get to come in and say, thank you, McGee's. Take it away, Lauren. Thank you, McGee's. There you Yay. go. On the podcast this week, here's what we have. We're, we're talking about contact creeps. At what point does somebody trying to contact you stop being somebody trying to contact you and start being a creep? It's like, you, know, you should have given up long ago. Is it one time, two times, three times? How, how often? Right. That's what we had the chat going. And we had some really scary people out there. We spoke about supermarket secrets as well. This is on the back of them charging for bags now. Um, but there's a whole lot of scams going on at the supermarket that you probably don't know about. We even played Blankety Blank, which was a big TV show in, um, during my childhood. And we thought, we'll bring it back. It kind of went in a completely different direction, but we'll play back what happened. Also, myself and Cassie blew it for someone to make your dad mad, didn't we? Yeah. yeah we I knew that was going to happen. Poor Connor. He was winding up his dad, Jerry, playing an absolute blinder and said that he crashed into a Bentley, which contained myself and Cassandra, my daughter. Yes, thank uh, you. Um, yeah, you could easily blame me for this one, but I think it was you. No, OK. And also, we did sort it for Cassie to sing live on stage with Peter Andre. We have a video of this, by the way, up, up at Clyde1.com. But here's Cassie and Pete hooking up for the first time. Hello, it's Cassie here, and I'm just about to meet Peter. He's actually walking out right now. Hello! You are very sweet, do you know that? I want to ask a question. What happened to Bubbler Ranks? The last thing I heard was he was working in Asda. I don't know if that was somebody telling me lies or a little telltale. They were close, but he was actually working in Carphone Warehouse. No! But can I just say, (laughs) Bubbler Ranks, actually a really nice guy, and he's now a preacher. He came on stage with me at the O2 Arena last year, and he performed Mysterious Girl with me first time in 15 years. Wow, that would have been amazing. Oh, I'm looking forward to the gig. Oh, I've got to tell you what happened today. A lady who I met at Meet and Greet has given me a present, Huggers, but hang on. She goes, no, you've got to cook it. They're butchers, right? So they've made it for us, all spicy, and I've got to go and cook it. I've never cooked it before in my life. This is going to be the best experience of my life. My producer, he wants me to sing with you a little bit, right? right. So I was wondering if I could do, like, bubbles bit at the start of Mysterious Girl. I'm excited. <laughs> you, you're exciting me. <laughs> that didn't sound right either. It didn't sound right at all, Peter. It sounded <laughs> slightly creepy, to be honest with you. Um, now, did he or did he not let you sing with him? Well, let's see. Were you sitting on the seats doing the interview singing or were you live on stage in front of a packed audience singing? We were on stage. Woohoo! Here we are, Peter and Cassie, live on stage. Was this at the Armadillo? It was, yeah. Performing Mysterious Girl. This is incredible. Baby girl, shine the good star. Mysterious Girl, I want to get close to you. Oh, baby, baby. Whoa. Mysterious girl, move your body close to mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pete, thanks for being such a great sport. Well done, Cash. What was it like performing on stage with Peter? It was amazing. It was just a dream come true. Oh, Dad, I've made a big mistake. What? Me and you and were just having a laugh, and he asked me if I wanted a shot of his car, and we were in Paisley, and I was just driving. 
and he got a new car and it's a faster than his last one and it got a bit under control, Dad. And I hit the side of a Bentley, Dad. You're kidding, Connor? Dad. I'm mad. The guy's going crazy. He's phoned the police, Dad. Right, OK. Well, Dad, driving a car without a licence, you've had a car, so the police will charge you, Connor. It was just for fun. I was Don't say for fun to anybody. It was. It was fun. You've not got a licence, you be, you've broke the law, Connor. No, but I've, I've had about 22 licences, so... Listen to me. Don't try and justify this, right? You've made a mistake, and now you're going to have to pay the penalty for that, and the penalty is you'll get points in your licence before you can get your licence, and, you know, this is a Dad, big mistake, Connor. A big Dad, mistake. I'm going to get a criminal record, and I can't join the police, Dad. Yeah, I know. You've broke the law, and you're going to have to pay the penalty. You and will get into trouble as well, because he's like, you drive your car and you've not got a licence. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this guy's car. You've not got insurance. You'll not be paying for the guy's car. This is Ewan's car. I don't know how it's going to happen, but... You won't be paying really? anything because you're not insured. I don't know, you'll get a can fine you, or something, but... Dad, can you speak to the guy? If you want. Hello? Hello? hello. Uh, sorry, I was slightly shocked. I was just driving my uh, daughter Cassandra to a dancing lesson. This young scallywag just crashed right into my Bentley. Right, this is a wind-up. Connor got me, but you're hopeless. How very dare you! Cassandra, how do you feel? Oh, he went right into the back right end. Right into the... He rear-ended my daughter. See, Connor, I really had me. I really believed him. But my Bentley's <laughs> destroyed! <laughs> Daddy, I'm going to his dancing me. lessons! <laughs> Cassandra's not going to get to dance! Watch dance! Me, watch me dance! Dance! Oh. oh, you're like a little music box! Aren't you wonderful, Cassandra? <laughs> Jerry, you're on Make Your Dad Mad on Clyde hey, One, and thank you for not swearing because we're don't need to use our plate machine this week. Woo! Uh, excellent, guys. Well done. You really got me. I really, that was brilliant. Uh, well, Connor, what do you want to say to your dad? Sorry. That's fine, accept. I like a laugh. That was good. I love it. And let me tell you that love is in the air. It's a beautiful thing for one of Cassie's friends. She met this guy. They went out. First date, all that kind of thing. All went brilliantly. And she's anticipating. His call back. So I'm right saying she sent him a text? Yep. And nothing. So another text. And another text. And another text. You know what I'm saying? It's just gone horribly wrong. Five texts later and he didn't hear anything. And I had to tell her to stop. This is not good. I know. And I had to say, look, I don't mean to be, you know, blunt here, but, but. it's not that into you? No, he's not into no. you at all. Okay. So, I was trying to tell her that one text is enough because I think if you send one text, if they don't text back and you've already been on the date, it's basically... Oh, do you think one text is okay after after that, even though he says he's going to contact you? I think one's okay because it gives you a peace of mind that then you then think, right, okay, I've texted him, he's got the text, he's read it, he should reply. If he's nice enough, he will reply. If he doesn't, leave it because he's not worth it. He's sitting with his mates in the pub giggling, going, Hey, get your lunch, 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 come here, come here. Guess he's just texted me again. <laughs> How did I block that number? This is what's going on. Guys are horrible, you know? Girls don't treat you like that. Girls are blunter. They'll just say, go away, creep. I don't see that. No, they will. That's what guys... Girls are to the point. They don't like messing about. It's They, they may be... It's almost like a band-aid. They'll just rip it right off. But it's wait, like, guys can be mental too. I don't, I don't know if guys are so, It's all a big joke to guys Hey, hey Dafty's been in touch again You know what I mean She's not getting the hint That's what they'll be like Whereas girls would just be like Look I don't like you Or I'm in a relationship with someone else I don't want anything to do with you that, That's what I'm thinking So um, I believe these people are called contact creeps Is that right? Which sounds a little bit harsh to me How many times do you contact someone 
before it becomes a little bit worrying, disturbing. So you reckon, like, one's the Once is enough. For me, yeah. I was trying to tell this, but she just wasn't listening. See, my problem is I, I miss a lot of stuff. A lot of people will text me or email me or whatever, and I'll miss it, and I'll find it a couple of days later, and I'll say, oh, I never got back to that person. Or I'll see it and say, I'll need to text that person and don't do it and leave it a couple of days and then get back to them. Well, then you obviously don't care because I texted you twice over the weekend and you didn't reply. And we are discussing at what point do you just stop contacting someone? Because everyone's got friends that they contact and they don't get a reply. Do you just leave it or do you contact again? At what point do you become a stalker almost? Um, How far can you go with this? Because there could be a simple explanation. I'm the worst the world's worst for getting back to people. Just because I'm so busy doing other things, you know? Try to do this, try to run all the GBX stuff, try to bring up three kids. It's no easy. I've not got time. I hate text conversations. I like talking to people. Hate texting. Talk to people but for a living. you don't even pick up your phone. Well, it's because I don't get a good signal where I live. <laughs> <laughs> does, that, does that excuse still cut it? Yes. That just comes up and says, cash, cash, G. Yeah. Uh, right, so here's... Here's what we're Thanks asking. That, Here's what we're asking. How long do you leave it? You're normally kidding. When you PM someone on Facebook, says Anne, and it says seen, and they don't reply ever, or maybe reply days later, saying, just saw this, sorry, blah, blah, blah. I write. Is that desire that one? That is an evil thing from Facebook. I didn't know it. People did get that. really annoyed with that. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Wow, I need to refocus my life now. Um, Tracy says twice, in case I never got the first message. At least give them the benefit of the doubt. Know what you mean by that. Andy says, if I don't get my fiancé after calling twice, I text her constantly until she gets annoyed because I know it winds her up. What do you got over there? Uh, Sonia Steenson says three times, each contact spaced out by several weeks. First time is normal, second time for the benefit of the doubt, and third time so I know to delete the contact details for good. Wow, do you actually say that in your message? I'm deleting your contact details for good. 0141-951-1025. That is the number. How long do you leave it when you contact someone and they don't get back to you? Do you give them a second chance? Do you let it go? Have you had experience in this? We need to hear from you. We'll try to help out one of Cassie's mates who's texted a guy five times and is still waiting on a reply. Calvin's got a story about one of his mates. This is not good, by the way, I'm warning you. Hello? Yeah, about two years ago, I was at a party. Uh, I made his girlfriend on there. And he'd fell out, right? She'd left, she went out, let's go to a club. And we were still in the party and he kept on calling her. And eventually he left. And see when she came back, he'd called her 31 times. Whoa, that's just psychotic. Did she know to get out of the relationship there and then? Didn't go out long after that, but I <laughs> I could only imagine. <laughs> yes, Calvin, thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Harry's on the phone, he has a question for you. He knows a little bit too much. Harry, what's the question? Ask her, is it the same girl that she was in Ibiza with? And ask her about San Antonio Pier. Wow. Okay, Harry, thanks, mate. Firstly... I am saying nothing. What happens in San Antonio Pier stays in San Antonio Pier. Is that what you're trying to say? Yep. Okay. Is it the same girl? It might be. And did something happen in San Antonio Pier? No. Supermarket secrets. Because this was happening, right? At the supermarket, there's wee things they do. That you don't know about. Just to try and, you know, just uh, stir things up a little bit. Yeah, and for you to spend more money. I've tried to be discreet about that, but yeah, clearly. Just it's like put you... it out there, right? Yeah, okay, spend... all right. The supermarket war is going on, and <laughs> everybody wants to be top dog. And you become top dog by making the most amount of money. That's how it works in the supermarket industry, presumably. Like mm-hmm. most industries, right? You just, mm-hmm. the number one, are the, the most successful one. So you, you, you try every trick in the book. One I heard, and it absolutely shocked me. You know how they keep moving stuff about... Yes. 
and it's like you'll, you'll know exactly where to go for your cans of Red Bull because they're always there. And then you go and suddenly they're not there. There's like fruit and veg there. You're thinking, oh, that's up to you. That's not Red Bull. That's not this. And you walk about for about 10 minutes. Oh, there it's there, right? The reason they do this is so that you walk about and see other stuff. <laughs> if you Honestly, if you know where everything is, then you will go in, you'll get shopping and you'll leave. If you go in and it's been mixed about, then you'll walk about the shop and as you're going to get your can of Red Bull, you might notice a special offer on Angel Delight. Yeah. <laughs> and pick that, you know what I mean? That's how it works. But do you not notice at the end of L's as well, it's always chocolate. Why do they do that? They so, know you're going to pick it up. Yeah, they say you should always eat before you go to the supermarket. We've not got time. Because you, if, you, if you go in on an empty stomach, you'll buy loads of stuff. Because you're like, oh, I could eat that now, I could eat that now. I don't know how many times I've done that. The stuff lies there and then I have something to eat and I think, why did I buy that? I'm not going to eat muscle stew. What's wrong with me? <laughs> muscle stew. <laughs> Ronnie um, has got a confession to make. Hello. Hello, how you doing, George? How you doing, Ronnie? All right, bro? No, bad, man, no, bad. It's that you just realised that, by the way, that they shifted, they shifted everything about. I knew they shifted everything about, but I didn't know the reason. God, I've done that for years, mate, so you can kind of put you in a false sense, you're right, exactly. I know where I'm going here, but what happens is... Oh, that's not there now. Oh, but look, we have put there. We'll just pick some of that while we're here. That's what I need. Jeff Lemon juice. Brilliant. <laughs> Go with the pancakes. <laughs> hey, right, supermarket secrets. Yes. You get round and you're in the sweet aisle. I know how you've got the sweeties that are all loose and that. Yeah. And you pick one up just to kind of eat in the way around, like, you know what I mean? Are you allowed to do that? Well... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's against yeah, the law, yeah, right? But yeah, it's, yeah, I can, it's, a, it's a mini, it's a mini steal, I call it. I like that. <laughs> as long as you're a couple of pounds, as long as it's so, only so the one Brazil that you're picking up, you're all right. We're not condoning this sort of thing, by the way. <laughs> so is there a way around this, Ron? You know, you do pay for it when you get to the checkout. Presumably. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. You just tell me about one Brazil that. Mark used to work in the supermarket, now drives a taxi. I think we know why. Here he is on the phone. And it's actually, when you're taking stuff and consuming it within the store, it's not there until you pass the point of payment. Sorry, say that again. If you take stuff and consume it in the store... Yeah, if you're going through the shop and you open a packet of crisps or a chocolate bar, you can walk right by the till, but you cannot walk by the last point of payment, which would be either the kiosk or customer service. Wow, I didn't know that. Are you all told this when you start? Yeah. It's not counted as theft unless you pass the full point of payment. Wow, did you know that, Cass? I did not know that, you no. see, every day is a school day. Um, yeah, well, he used to work in a, a supermarket, so he knows what he's saying, right? But his conversation didn't end there. There's another bit that I wasn't sure whether we should play it because I don't believe this is true, right? Right. Or if you go into the store and you don't have any means of payment either, well, I don't think we should put that out there, man. Everyone will be going shopping with no money. Cheers, Mark. <laughs> what do you think? I like the first bit, I believe. I yeah. Okay, because the last point of payment, as long as you pay, that's fine. But if you go into the store with no means no, of payment, point, you can't open up a bag of crisps and start eating The whole eating point in going to the supermarket is to take money to buy stuff. Yeah. So you couldn't just go in and say, hey, I've got no money, but I'm going to just take all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> 
I want you to go and try <laughs> it later on for no the show. Chance. We'll film you. Uh, right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to get stuck into some of your conversations on Facebook, George Bowie Official. In fact, have you got some over there? Yep. Are they flashing up right now? What have you got? I've got Daniel Gemmel. He says, if you want free plastic bags, use self-checkouts. That is not true, Daniel, because I noticed the other day they've taken away the plastic bags. Yes, they have. They have, so mm-hmm. you have to ask. Also, William Brown, if you can buy a bottle of juice for 90p and they offer three for three quid, don't take it. Um, but we are talking about supermarket secrets. This is on the back of a, a supermarket was caught when it accidentally put a sign up in its front door encouraging staff to get customers to spend an additional 50 pence. It was meant to be for staff only and somebody put it on the front door. Possibly someone that was leaving. Like, hey, see ya, um, But... We were asking about your supermarket secrets. We had Mark on earlier, and he said um, he used to work in a supermarket, and it's not theft if you um, eat something and walk about the supermarket to the last point of purchase without paying for it. Right? He also said that it's not theft if you have no means of payment, which I, I find a little bit hard to believe. But Ennis is here. He wants to pick up on that. Hello. Hi, George. How are you? Brilliant, mate. How you been? I haven't spoken to you for a while. I'm all right. Uh, just on that point about the last point of payment. Yes, sir. It's not that it's not theft. It's just that it's, once it goes past the last point of payment, that's how they can prove that you're not paying for it. It's still theft if you do it inside the shop and you're not going to pay for the goods. Right. But it's just that's... Past, you're going past the last point of payment. It's confirmation. To prove that you're nicking it. Okay, and they can grab you. and They, they can taser you in. Well, I don't have the tasering, but... They're not allowed to taser in supermarkets, probably not. Those security guys don't carry tasers, no? No. All right, they're probably just as well. Do you know anything about the what what that guy was saying about um, if you have no means of payment, then that's okay? No, that's still theft as well. Yeah, of course it is, absolutely. You, you heard the story we did the other day for the topical tune test about the student that got her head stuck in a bottle bank. Yes. We were talking about this in the office, and we started playing, for some bizarre reason, I don't know why, do you remember the old 80s TV show Blankety Blank? Did he, I bet he'd still do running reruns of this on like gold or one of these or uh, uh, challenge TV. I was it Terry Wogan that presented that? I think I think he might have. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was Les Dawson, but somebody was saying it was Terry Wogan. I don't know. I get confused. Anyway, um, blankety blank was big when we were all Wayne's, and we we're playing it in the office over this. And the line was, "I got my blank stuck in a blank," and things got a little bit out of control. And I mm. thought we've got to do this on here. Yeah, things go got this. rather suggestive as well. Yeah, but a little bit, yeah. A little bit too much. But that so happens all the time. The management stepped you. in and said, Hey, wait a minute, whoa, 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 calm down here. <laughs> so, so it happens a lot with me, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Really? Do you yep. think I'm bad for that sort of thing? Very bad for that. Wow, I had no idea. I'm learning my flaws live on here. Okay, I got my blank stuck in a blank. Hello, George. Hello, Robert. What Hi. to you? I got my hand stuck in the toe. Thanks. I worked in a shop and I, I got caught. Probably best not discussing that live on the radio, I would think. This, this actually literally happened last night, George. Um, we've got a little one due in about two weeks, um, and um, I got my head in the court. Um, don't ask, I'm not very good at building things, and it kind of got stuck there, which was a bit of a mess. Um, I had to shout the missus, she's saying, I told you you're rubbish at these things, and she actually finished it. I got my blank stuck in a blank. And we've got some bizarre ones. Alan was on the phone. Um, what have you got, sir? Um, I, I got my toe stuck in the tap. Oh, lying in the bath. We've all done that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Help! My toe's stuck in the tap. Help! Laura had an incident, which I think, 
the general public laughed at and should have taken a little bit more seriously. Hello. Hi, it's just about the blankety blank. Who is this? It's a uh, Laura. Right, Laura, what are you going with? Um, basically, um, I think I don't know if I've totally heard the game properly, but I got my arm stuck in a bus door. And did you really? I actually did get my arm stuck in a bus door. And, yeah. And did the bus drive off? Well, it was about to actually, <laughs> but he stopped, and everyone in the whole bus was laughing at me. And it was when I was at college, so I was quite young and kind of sensitive at the time, and I was absolutely mortified. It's and the whole bus was absolutely wetting themselves. It's the nice bus. to know that you've got your fellow passengers concerned. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh, that's his brother going to die, but it's hilarious. Laura, that's my favourite. I'll let you know if you're the winner shortly. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Cass has got a couple of Facebooks over there. What are they saying on yeah, Paul George Coleman. Uh, Paul Coleman on the official Facebook page said, I got myself stuck in a casino toilet and called the fire brigade. Can't think, but he's had one beer too many. Okay. And uh, Siobhan Dempsey said, got my finger stuck in a bowling ball. And then June Logan said, I got myself stuck in a skinny pair of jeans. Nice. Uh, I'm going to let Brian have the final say. This made me laugh. Hello there, how you doing? All right, mate, what have you got? I can't remember. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, thanks. It's not that long, sorry. One of the guys in the office, nah, I'm not going to name him, no. still has a teddy from his, his childhood. Dignity. <laughs> Keep his dignity intact. He still has a teddy from his childhood. He's in his mid-40s. He still has his teddy bear from when he was younger. Now, he denies he goes to bed with it every night, but you and I both know. Right? In the morning when that, that, that bed's made up, a little teddy's sitting on top of the pillow. I, when I gone. <laughs> yeah, one eye gone, a bit of stuffing hanging out the side, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's been around a while. Um, so I thought I could put this out there and ask, is there anything possibly more aiming this at your partner than you that you just want them to get rid of? It's like, enough! Stop hanging on to that. Why do you still have that? You know what I mean? I'll tell you why my wife is, quite rightfully, in fairness, giving me a hard time. Because I've got maybe about 5,000 vinyl 12-inch records in the house from when when I used to play vinyl when I DJed back in the day. Right now, obviously, it's all MP3s. So I don't need this vinyl. And realistically, I could get rid of it all because I'm probably never, ever going to play it again. But I won't let it go. Because oh, it's my wife. So I've amassed I've amassed Are they all the in the loft or Listen, are they they're in a in, cupboard? They're in a big cupboard. There's this massive cupboard that you can't get anything else in because it's just full of records. It's probably about 5,000 vinyl. If I oh. was your wife, I'd bend them behind your back. Really? Is that what you would do? <laughs> no, I'd probably say, right, what ones you know, you'll get money for? Like, can you put them to auction or something or sell them on? The rest, in the bin. But, um, is there something that you just can't get rid of or your partner won't get rid of in your life? I don't want to say, but maybe you could do it for me, Bowie. 0141 uh, Craig Jonah has been in touch. He says, hey, Gio, I set up home with my lovely wife, Louise, five years ago. We got hitched two blissful years ago. And what started off as ground rules for us moving in together went from, okay, that's reasonable, to get it all gone now. Get rid of it now. I had a media room full of eclectic music and movies in the region of 6,000 albums, 2,000 DVDs. You got more music than me, man. It's incredible. See, some things are just sentimental to people, you know? Yeah, well, the thing is, you know, you paid like five, six, seven quid an album. Why would you want to throw it out? See, I, I don't I get even that. think it's about the money. I just think it's about things that people have, have hung on to and they just don't want to bin them because they've had them for so long. I was saying earlier on, I've still got about 5,000 records, but no record player. But I just won't get rid of them. My pride and joy is my man cave where my recording studio lives, says Craig. 
A nice collection of 45 analog synthesizers. How much money have you got, by the way? Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's loaded. <laughs> and hundreds of other outboard effect modules and toys to make boomsy, boomsy noises. You know that way? Um, since marriage, I have no media room left, and she's doing her absolute best to browbeat me into selling off everything in my studio. I love Louise very much, don't get me wrong. I really do. However... Wow, this guy's proper confessing. You know, however... <laughs> She goes before my Moog Voyager or my Korg MS-20. Besides, I still need to polish what? off a track that I've almost finished. Well, let me hear it when it's done, Craig. I'd love to hear that. Be good. Seems you've sacrificed a lot, Cats. Can you top that? I bet no, you can. I can't. No. I can't top that at all. Um, I've got a really small hairbrush that I've had since I was a little baby. Uh, and I've kept that. It's kind of broken and it's a bright blue colour. But that's the only thing I've really kept. Why? Just because I've had it since I was younger. It's like... Do you still use it? Mm, no. Like, no. if you're really struggling it's in the morning... It's in a plastic bag and it says Exhibit A on it. Yeah, that's exactly in a what it's like. I think I saw it in the news earlier on. Liz would like to put a message out to her sister. Hey, Liz. I would like my sister to be contacted to ask her to get rid of a creepy, horrible doll that she's had for 40 years. Is it like Annabelle? Have you seen Annabelle? No? No. The, the Conjuring? No. It's a doll that she got when she was a wee girl. It probably was cute at the time. It's got creepier and creepier as the years have went on. And she keeps bringing it out for all the children in the family. And when you're in, she'll say things like, do you want my Auntie Diane to bring Susie doll down the stairs? As if it's a real thing. And it creeps me out and wow. she loves it. Wow. There's something really creepy about very old dolls. You know that way? Yeah. Uh, she loves it. She doesn't see it as being creepy. She thinks it's cute. Believe me, it's creepy. I love this. Are the kids having nightmares about it? No, the kids like it when they're young initially. And then as they get a wee bit older, they start to realise it's as creepy as I think it is. It's like clowns. You know, and when she's actually, really young, they're cute, and then it's a whoa, that's actually quite creepy. She's actually gave it back down to my mum through the years because there's been things like its neck's been hanging off, the head's been hanging off, and she's got my mum to sew it back in place again. Wow. Robert's got a problem with his wife. Hello. It's my wife. She's a right hoarder. Oh, she, she likes the Ori annuals, like the Binti and Aye, things like that. She brought like... when we got married, she brought all in with all the magazines. You should see, we've got a room in it, so it's full of magazines. And... Magazines she'll never read again? Aye, no dirty magazines. No, no, just no, like uh, Jackie and Bunty and all that. And all that. Yeah, yeah, Rubbish, yeah. I know. Did she, did she think they're worth money or what's I don't deal? know. I was going to check out one day and she nearly had a heart attack. Ah, you, you don't need the hassle, Robert. Just leave them to it. But all I'll right. put it out there and see if she'll listen to me, all right? Me, boy, pal. Um, Greg's here and he's got a T-shirt he won't give up. Hello? It's an old T-shirt that I had when the film, the, Mighty, the original Mighty Ducks movie came out. I remember that in the 80s. Uh, um, it was just a T-shirt that every time that like I've, I've moved house or anything like that, my mum's tried to throw it out, my wife's tried to throw it out, but I don't let them. Right, it's not like something like a horror movie it keeps coming back and it won't go away. <laughs> Throw it in the bin then suddenly lying on your bed all washed like, whoa, whoa, I'm there. No, this is you personally won't get rid of it. Yeah, funny, funny thing was is that when we were actually trying to move, she tried to put, uh, put it in a bag and I spotted the colours in the bag and I pulled it out because she tried to throw it out. You and that t-shirt are meant to be together, Greg. <laughs> Do you ever wear it or is it just there? Uh, no, it's literally it's just there because, to be honest, because the size I was when I was that young, I'm, tw I'm putting it this way, George, I'm 29 now. <laughs> right, and it wouldn't fit you. No, it Even definitely if you wanted not. To. I love that, that's brilliant. I, I'm thinking about keeping my records now. Thanks for that, Greg, I'll talk to you later, pal. Cheers, bye. 
Um, Cash, you got a couple over there on Facebook. Yeah, Maxine Carr on the Clyde One Facebook said, my first mobile phone, a huge Motorola brick from 1999. Wow. And, uh, Why would you keep I'm, that? <laughs> Why? I think I've got my old mobile phone as well. Um, Stephen Watt said, old videos don't even have a video recorder to play them on. Lol. I've still, that's very true. It's a bit like me with the records. I've got like 5,000 records and no record player. It doesn't seem right. I've still got uh, videos up in the, the attic. I've got I, all the series from Friends. Yeah, but I don't have a video player either, and I'm no intention of getting video players. I don't even think they make them anymore. But we just we don't like to let things go. It's one of those things. The Bowie at Breakfast official podcast with McGee's, baking over two million rolls every week. Go!